Good morning. Anyone here ever find yourself in a rut? The kind of rut that prevents you from moving forward, even though you know that it is necessary for you to move from your present situation. At times, it seems the vicissitudes of life can weigh on us so heavily until we need a little prodding, a little encouragement and coaching to help us get moving. Perhaps it is what has been the experience of defeat or maybe just feelings of despair. Whatever the case, sometimes we just need a little encouragement to get up, get moving, and get on our way. Former Brooklyn pastor, revered and highly regarded, teacher and prophet, well-regarded pastor of a church in Brooklyn, 20th century preacher known as one of the great preachers of our time, the late Reverend Dr. Gardner Calvin Taylor once said in a sermon, behind every worthy spiritual victory lies many a trial and more times than not, many a defeat. The simple statement of Dr. Taylor lets me know that others find themselves often facing more defeats than victories. Yes, for this day, for this time, Paul gives us a little message to help some of us get moving. Or at least Paul is speaking to me today. In our scripture found in Paul's letter to the Romans, we don't find an easy-to-follow story about a main character or two. In fact, Paul has been trying to tell these believers that there is nothing we can do to nullify God's faithfulness toward us. So, no, we do not find a person who struggle in life we may learn lessons of faith from vicariously. He is teaching us, however, about the nature and character of God explaining to us the hope we have in Christ who died for each of us and the office of the Holy Spirit which continues to advocate for us and guide us even today. We do not find an obvious antagonist and protagonist. What we do find is a passage that frames the story of spiritual victory for those who follow God. Paul is like a coach, coach to his followers here in Romans. We may not have proper names of great biblical figures, but there, yes, indeed, is a struggle. There is a struggle as we hear Paul talking in such uh, clear language about what is good and of God and that which is not. Here he takes the posture of a spiritual coach trying to help his team to see the goal at the end of the experience before them. Any of you familiar with life coaching? Maybe you've experienced a life coach or become trained as a life coach. Here, Paul is like that person for us in this passage. Because of his rhetorical language and rapid-fire style of questions here, I'm, I'm imagining the concept of a debate team of sorts for maybe a highly respected college or university. Paul is that coach trying to impress upon his team that there is indeed a new life in Christ. He stresses the point of free children of God and 
life as eschatological hope and love. That means for us in the end, there is hope and yes, indeed, there is always God's love. Reading our lectionary epistle for the day conjures up a spiritual life coach image for me in the way of Paul. He reminds me of Denzel Washington's character in the 2007 movie, The Great Debaters. I enjoyed that movie and he reminded me of their coach because it wasn't like necessarily the feel for the team, but how do you win that great argument? How do you give over the persuasive argument that gets others who are in opposition to your point of view to see your side? In his four-star in this in his four-star rating of this Christmas movie from 2007, Roger Ebert said, "How many sports movies or movies about underdogs competing in any way have you seen that end in defeat?" It is human nature, Ebert says, to seek inspiration in victory, and this is a film that is affirming and inspiring and recreates the stories of a remarkable team and its coach. Yes, almost 10 years old, but I like that movie. It encourages me. It inspires me. I don't know about you if you've seen it, but if you haven't, it might be worth a view. It's a good movie, and here Paul is that great coach to this community in Roman. Paul appears to be that very spiritual life coach, speaking to the people of the Roman community. Not only is he presenting a game plan and a strategy for victory, Paul is telling us how to cope until the day Jesus returns. Within this most foundational, yes, doctrinal, and even theological book, Paul gives us these important writings to help develop the proper coping mechanisms for spiritual victory. Helping us to get over that rut. Paul, you see, the spiritual life coach, is adamant in telling the debate team that Christ has accomplished what for Paul the law is not able to do. Christians are no longer condemned, slaves to sin in the flesh and to die. Christians are free spiritual beings who live with the promise that nothing, Not one thing, none of the world's power can separate us from the love of God. Yes, I know, we often extract verses of scripture from this most significant book in the New Testament to support our individual interests. Yes, we can find lots of wholesome scriptures here that Paul gives to us just in this passage for our consideration this morning. There is some good stuff in here too, team. We find verses of power to help us cope in this life with defeat, with illness, with death, all of the self-doubt and issues that at times weigh us down. There are passages here to empower us, to embolden us. And these declarations are not simply Paul's rhetoric. It's not all hyperbole, but these critical verses in our faith point us to spiritual victory. No matter the low places we find ourselves and the world in this life, in the first chapter of Romans, Paul says to us, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. That's spiritual victory. 
We find also Paul writing in the third chapter, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's spiritual victory. We see, but we glory in tribulations. Also, knowing that tribulation work is patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Sisters and brothers, that's spiritual victory. I don't know about you this morning, Christ Church, but I thank God for Jesus this morning. And I thank God for Paul's encouragement because I, I have to admit, have been in a rut and I needed some help to get out. I needed a little push and I needed for this reminder to come by way of Paul's writing today to the church. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, he says in the eighth chapter, in first and second verses, have made me free from the law of sin and death. That's spiritual victory. We find also Paul writing, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sore? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Paul says, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that Spiritual victory to you? I'm glad today, Christ Church. I'm glad, sisters and brothers, that today we have been given this reminder. You may not confess it, but I will raise my hand. I needed some help getting out of my rut. Today we ought to be able to re-examine this message and see that Paul is telling us something he even experienced firsthand. He says to us, we can't make it in this world by yourself. You all may know that song, right? People make the world go round. We need some people helping us on the journey. I I like that concept because that's where this image of being a team helps me out. You might think very highly of yourself that you are educated beyond degrees. Your knowledge is vast and your vocabulary extensive. You, yes, are well-connected, and even your children have got it going on. But you cannot make it by yourself. And Paul reminds us that we are together in this. Paul wouldn't even be writing to this church in Rome if someone else hadn't started it. We may be reading some other books that didn't make it into the canon of Scripture if someone else had not gone out to start this very church. One of his co-laborers fellow ministry makers and discipleship directors, they may have added another gospel instead of this epistle. This epistle, yes, I think is an important body of work. We might have been reading 
from again another gospel instead of this letter. But this letter, it had to make it. It had to make it to give Christians on the journey the encouragement they need. The encouragement we need. But thanks be to God, we are reminded today that while we have the victory as individuals who accept Jesus Christ, the community of faith which stands together can make a greater impact on the world for the Christian cause. For it tells us we aren't so high and mighty by ourselves, but we're high and mighty when we come together. You've heard that saying, there's strength in numbers. Well, if we come together, each and every one of us, as a team, then we can do more good for the cause of Christ. We're working together. Too many of God's creation today are trying to do things by themselves instead of recognizing that there is strength in numbers and help for the journey. Somebody, perhaps even today, but somebody in the body of faith here is being reminded that God did not leave you alone to walk this road, but the family of faith walks with you. Someone outside of the faith this morning needs some encouragement that you are not alone in getting yourself together or doing the work of Christ. No, that's not what this is all about. Because Paul, the spiritual life coach, is adamant in telling the debate team that Christ has accomplished Work for Paul, the law is not able to do. Christians are no longer condemned again, but giving us freedom, giving us power, and lest we think anything else, nothing can separate us from the love of God. No manner of illness, no death. And so we come to this moment in time, some of us, We've had trouble seeing God moving because perhaps we've been focused on so many other things that we've been so busy about life's regular duties and the routine that we might have missed that one bit of advice, that one encouragement, that Paul wants us to know that there is in Jesus Christ strength for the journey. And in him and through the Holy Spirit's guidance, we have a spiritual victory. Yes, it was Gardner Taylor who said in a sermon once, a famous surgeon in another country was congratulated on his amazing skill. How did he feel about it all, he was asked. He replied, I can't forget all of the lives I lost while learning my skill. Taylor goes on to say, God's victories come by way of our defeats. This is a hard lesson to learn, and many of us, most of us, will resist it. But here in the summertime, we find ourselves sometimes still needing that reminder that there is more to life and in serving Christ. So even when we find ourselves facing despair or we're in distress, distress, disappointed or disgusted, Despondent or depressed, our hope is knowing who we are and, yes, whose we are. It is Jesus Christ who gives us strength, and in him we have the spiritual victory. Therefore, it's not about our past dejections or present depression, not our unavoidable disappointments nor our present disgusts. No matter the circumstance, 
it cannot separate us from the love of God. Now, doesn't that sound like spiritual victory to you? Does that not sound like encouragement that you needed for the journey today? You may not have been in a rut, but however you came to this moment in time, just be reminded, just know for certain, as Paul writes, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So let's give it up one time for the team. All in, Paul, the spiritual life coach, is saying everyone who's all in, put your hands in and say, this is the day of victory. This is the day of victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.